Upworthy is excited for the launch of its first ever podcast. Upworthy Weekly is the perfect way to shake off the Monday to Friday news cycle with a refreshing dose of good news and humanity every Saturday starting November 6th. Upworthy Weekly is hosted by Allison Rosen, star of the super popular podcast, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. It, I actually kind of applauded myself because I was like, wow, I really stayed off my phone enough that I feel clueless. <laughs> and Upworthy staff writer and podcaster, Todd Perry. I actually once slipped on a banana peel. Oh, wow. Subscribe to Upworthy Weekly now on Apple and Google Podcasts and Spotify. Experienced therapist shares the three things people shouldn't do when they fall in love. Therapist Jeff Gunther believes that a lot of the behaviors that will take a relationship from the beginning infatuation phase to something lasting are pretty counterintuitive. Gunther shared three important things people shouldn't do when they feel they're falling in love on TikTok recently. Uh, His thoughts must have really connected with people because over 2.8 million people saw the video. So are you ready to hear three things that should, you know, an, an, an anvil fall on your husband's head and you have to put yourself back out there? Uh, or you have some kind of situation like a 51st dates where you're losing uh, your memory and you have to fall in love with your husband every day again. Um, there's three things. These are, that- these are the options, an anvil or I, <laughs> or I lose my short term and or long term memory. There are only two. I'm sorry. Okay. That's that's all you get from here. <laughs> hey, it's not up to you. That's just how it goes. That's the rules. This is definitive here. <laughs> okay. Anvil. I choose Anvil. Sorry, Daniel. So here are the, back to the uh, three. Yes. Uh, so I love this therapist. On t- I recently got on TikTok. I resisted for a long time, but now I'm there. And everyone who told me that it is super addictive and so creative is correct. And I'm not even talking, I barely make any TikToks myself. I just look at others. But I, so I'm familiar with this therapist and I like his videos a lot, but I I don't know this one. So tell me what are the three things? So the first thing is don't fool yourself into thinking you're actually in love. I'm just saying that you still need to find out all the annoying about them. And once you see how dumb and annoying they are, and you still think that you're head over heels in love, then you're more likely actually in love. At the start, you're just super excited about the potential of who they might be, and you're projecting positivity all over them, which is important. Keep doing that. It feels awesome. Just know that you have rose-tinted glasses on, and you don't see any red flags because of it. Yes. 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 Because at the very beginning, it is so easy to project your ideal, uh, the traits of your ideal partner onto this person because you don't know them well enough yet mm-hmm. to, uh, to, to realize that they're not who you want them to be. So you think they're exactly who you want them to be. And then you fall in love with that, not them. You know, my, my buddy Al Chang through the course of us doing this show, I'll probably quote quite often because he's a very brilliant man. But he always say, you know, he goes, Todd, he goes, relationships break up at six months, two years, and seven years. If you make it past seven, you're stuck with each other forever. Um, he's like, at six months is the first big fight. Where maybe where you're, you've been nice enough, you've, you've set things aside, you don't want them to stop loving you, the whole bit. And then finally there's an explosion at six months where it's like, oh yeah, well, you know what you do. Oh, I do that, and and then like you didn't know it, like you didn't do it to the last person, right? But you you come to this crazy realization at six months, and everybody lets each other have it, and then I guess at two years, because things are getting more serious, there's another one, and then maybe in seven years, I mean, you're just tired of each other or something. But um, it's a seven year itch. It's uh, well documented. 
Yes, in, in the, movies. There are only three three fights, Allison. There's you know only two options for your husband. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. Three three fights. That's all that people have. Unfortunately, an anvil fell on him <clears throat> before we could have our third fight. Yeah. Uh, I think. I, I think one time I was in a relationship where I dropped the I love you like way too early and it was a premature I love you. How um, early are we talking? Uh, I think this this must have been about three months in. Oh, okay. I, it's still respectable though. I thought you were going to say it was like we'd known each other for four days. Yeah, I think it was more like, and I don't know why it feels weird as a man to admit this. But maybe I'm like a terrible sexist or something. But I think it was because I was trying to really force the relationship into going faster. Mm-hmm. Like you had decided that she's the one. So you were going to make it match what was in your head. Yeah. And I kind of like surprised her when I, I was like, you know, I had a couple drinks too. And I was like, you know, I love you, you know. And then she kind of looked back. She was like, I love you too. <laughs> And I was like, oh, no. Ah. And then the rest of the night, I'm just kind of kicking myself. And then I felt it kind of weird because then I like I started. I'm like, well, I said it once. Now I got to say at the end of the phone conversation. Right. Because that's what you say, you know? Yeah. And uh, uh, and then uh, and then I get like the, the worst thing ever is you say I love you. And they go, you too. <laughs> uh, uh, I had forgotten about this until just now I'm remembering because I remember I wrote it in the diary that I kept at the time. I told a guy, I love you. And he said, and I care about you. Oh, Oh, it's so painful. Oh, Oh, that's actually, the worst thing he could say like I saying know. i'm not there yet i think would have yeah. felt much better right no this was a full-on like message received not returned <laughs> i w- i'm wondering like would i have preferred if he had said it like the girl in your story of like and i love you <laughs> <laughs> Six. it's all it's all bad this is all all let the lesson from our stories B, I think, take it slow. These are reasons to take it slow. That's actually a um, uh, piece of advice number two. Oh. And, and then to which I say, I always take it slow, baby. <laughs> <laughs> if you dive headfirst into a relationship, then you could make decisions that don't actually serve you in the long run. You're not thinking rationally. I know it's hard to do, but take it a little slower than you'd like. Relationships that start out hot and heavy have a tendency to crash and burn if you save up and spend every day with them. So I was always like that. And by that, I mean clingy, I would say, in relationships. Um, but also always feeling like I should. there's probably some other way I should play this and that would be more effective. And then I met the man who is my husband now, who unfortunately perished when an anvil fell on him. <laughs> um, met the man who is my husband now. <laughs> And it really was like you hear, like it was just different from the beginning and neither of us were playing games and we could both just be ourselves. And I didn't wonder whether he has feelings for me or not. I knew and I felt comfortable and it was great. 
Oh, see, and 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 that's the person you end up marrying, right? Yes. You know, um, you know, uh, just he's the last piece of advice he said uh, is, uh, don't make any big decisions. Oh my God, I see this all the time. You think you're in love, you think they're the one, and you decide to move in or quit school or follow their band. Please don't make big decisions at the start. It feels like it's a great idea, but you really don't know if it's going to work out until you actually get to know them. Oh, there's actually there's actually a fourth one. Um, I didn't. It says three on the TikTok video, but the, the fourth piece of advice is, if you really love someone and they go out into public, tell them to wear a helmet. Now, is this advice for everyone or is it just for someone that I love? I think specifically for you. I think <laughs> okay. he needs to get out there. You need to get a, like one of those old metal NFL helmets, like the yes. ones that were made out of like aluminum and sounded like trash cans when the guy's heads hit, you know, he needs and you're one suggesting, of those. Right. But you're suggesting that's going to protect him from the anvil that's going to fall on him? Because I think that that thing's just going to crumple up like a tin can with his head inside it. I mean, fair point. Do you think knowing what we know, which is that he is going to perish via Anvil, we need to tell him? No, I don't think so. That that always ruins things in movies. Like butterfly effect? Yeah, that'll be like that. Now, your question is, let's say you knew that, you know, uh, your husband was at some point going to get hit with an Anvil. You you knew this. Like you went to yeah. Madame Trousseau or whoever uh is the psychic. The wax the wax museum? Yes, the psychic who created the, the wax museum. <laughs> she, right. she 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 says, "Look, your man big anvil, coyotes are on the loose, you know, you're going to get it." And then yeah. the, then you, you go, "Well, if I know he's going to die, do I leave him now and sell while the stock is high?" Right? Or wait, way down the road, he gets crushed by an anvil. You're older. Your options are more limited. Right. You know, uh, what do you do in that case? And can you live with yourself? You're right. Because I was just thinking, do I owe it to him to tell him? But I need to think about number one over here and, and what's best for me. And thank you for saying that my stock is high. My stock <laughs> re- referring to my my looks, I take it. Um Oh, what do I do? It's real tough, you know, because we do have two little kids together. Oh. So if we didn't, perhaps the right thing to do would be to say, honey, I love you so much. However, (laughs) you are going to be killed by an anvil. We don't know when. And I... I need to like strike while the iron's hot. And so I will be leaving you so that I can get on Tinder and like shack up with someone who's not going to be hit by an anvil. No offense. A vaccine skeptic and a doctor walked into a bar in Florida. The skeptic left changed. And this was written by uh, Todd Perry. So I know him. Yeah, He's great. He's great. Two strangers sat down next to each other at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill in Gainesville, Florida. This sounds kind of like the beginning of like a one of those Keith Morrison like Dateline. Yes, two strangers. He had a smile that lit up the room. Yeah, uh, it, Gainesville, Florida is where all these things take place, and uh, <laughs> they had a great conversation that should have been filmed for all of America to see. 
It all started out when Mark Hall of Ocala, Florida, commented on Dr. Dwayne Mitchell's choice of appetizer. Dr. Mitchell told Hall he was a researcher at the University of Florida studying human diseases, which kicked off a contentious but friendly conversation about the coronavirus vaccines. Dr. Mitchell had got the vaccine, but Hall had been firmly against it for a year and a half. I've been against the shot since even before I was born, Hall said. Timelines weren't adding up for me, and it seemed like the perfect storm. (laughs) However, that didn't stop him from wanting to learn more. So basically, these guys got into a long conversation. You had the guy who did his own research online, and then you had the guy who did his own research in a laboratory. And both of these guys had a conversation, and actually at the end, the guy who was a vaccine skeptic wound up saying, hey, you know what? I will get the shot as long as it's from you to the doctor. I love this because do you feel the futility that I feel in terms of having this conversation with people? I found myself and I it was such it was not a good use of time and I I kicked myself for it, but I started arguing with conspiracy theorists online and I guarantee you I didn't change one mind. I forgot my husband and kids existed. I mean, I got completely sucked into just having this really not fruitful back and forth, contentious back and forth online. And I know that is not how you change people's minds. But I just, I'm just at this point in the pandemic, I'm so frustrated. Yeah, I kind of don't see it as my job to convince anybody of anything (laughs) when it comes to this stuff, because Uh, There's the old saying that you can't reason somebody out of something they didn't reason themselves into in the first place. Yeah, that's good. And maybe that just means I'm not going to... It's like some cheap pass I give myself not to get involved in these conversations. But I do feel that as a writer, I get to write about this stuff and put it out there in the world. So therefore, Mm. I... It inoculates me against having to do it face to face with people. Um, Look at your scientific language too. It inoculates you against. It's nice, yeah. It's vaccine talk, baby. (laughs) Uh, So, but uh, you know what was good about this is a you had the guy who was willing to listen, that was the vaccine skeptic, and you also had a doctor who, when he was talking to him, he wasn't like condescending, Mm -hmm. or he wasn't like you're the reason we can't have nice things in the world, or whatever. He came from the position where, like, there's a lot of information out there, and some, certain people are in certain echo chambers where, like, they get a whole bunch of misinformation. They're just, it's like a blizzard, it's like a snowstorm of bad yeah. information. So, I think the cool thing was A, you had a guy willing to listen, and he, th- he took what uh, I think most people would say was the correct decision. And you had a guy who wasn't condescending, who wanted to hear the guy out. And I think in the end, people just want to be heard out. And they, and, And look, they are resisting because they have concerns. They are worried. They're they're scared, really. And so to have someone who's armed with a lot of information listen to this guy's concerns and be able to, you know, give him the info to change his mind in a one-on-one friendly setting that started because of Brussels sprouts, (laughs) that's great. Right. That's it's really it's really heartwarming and and hopeful uh, that that kind of exchange could change someone's mind. I'm I'm the I'm part of the problem because having a battle online just makes people dig in further. 
Yeah, and you know what? It's also setting, right? Like, if you're at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill in Gainesville, Florida, having a beer, um, your guard's down a little bit, and it's a situation mm-hmm. where people want to be social, and they don't want to get into a face-to-face argument with the guy next to them, you know, right. unless they're really terrible. <laughs> they're a really terrible right. human being. Um, so I think it's also the context of it. Uh, the funny I thing agree. Is, you know what you don't hear? You know what you never see hmm. in the news? Vaccine what? skeptic and doctor going to a bar. Doctor walks out rethinking his mind. <laughs> You're right. It, typically, people change their mind in one direction. Yes. It's not the doctor that goes, holy crap, I was so wrong about you know mRNA vaccines. Right. Where did I go wrong? Right. I have multiple degrees, spent years studying this, seen it up close. However, then he sent me a YouTube video and I changed my mind. Right. You don't hear that. <laughs> Doctor listens to Joe Rogan and immediately <laughs> regrets all the vaccines he pushed. Right. Upworthy Weekly, delivering the best of humanity every Saturday. Subscribe now on Apple and Google Podcasts and Spotify.